Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us on the podcast. We're going to call today's podcast Defining Moments. You know, I remember a day, uh, sales in general is not an easy profession. There's many people who I've interviewed over the years and they think, oh, I'm going to crush it. I'm going to do great. I'm going to go out and swing for the fences and this is perfect. And after three days, it's, they come back very humbled, face kicked in. And it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's really where you can see what you have on the inside of you. And I've been doing sales for a couple of years. It was my second year in the alarm industry. I just completed a summer. Uh, I was starting my second summer. And um, I kind of made a last-minute decision. I wasn't going to do it the second year, but I made a last-minute decision to go out. And I remember um, uh, getting out there, day one, making a sale, which was awesome. Day two, making two sales, which was even better. And I felt like I was off to the races. Day three, I go out a Wednesday. And I, uh, and I don't sell. Day four, don't sell. Day five, don't sell. Day six, Saturday, don't sell. And at some point, it was two or three days. Um, uh, I think it might have been that, that Thursday. Uh, yeah, the, the second day of not selling. I remember where I was standing on the street because this th- thought had crept into my head. Because I had not wanted to do the job, this thought had crept into my head of like, well, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And I remember where I was standing, where I was kind of battling this thought of like, well, I could just go back and I could work something else and I could do this. And this is after years of being successful at this job, but I felt like my heart wasn't in it. And I remember standing there and thinking to myself, I had this thought and I said, you know what? I'm supposed to finish what I start. And I'm deciding that between now and the end of the summer, which is August 31st, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to give it everything that I've got. And I'm going to take away the question of, what else could be? I'm not going to put my eyes on anything in the future. My whole life is now between now and August 31st. And I, and I said this to myself, I said, I'll let myself quit, but I'm not, I'm not quitting before August 31st. And I remember where the, the, the switch was flipped at that moment. And what happened immediately was it went from, uh, can I do this to, I can do this. How do I do this? And the whole situation changed. And I remember that moment. It was really a defining moment for me because I'd been in a place where I'd done the job well, but these thoughts come up. Should I be doing this? Did God want me to do something else? Man, the amount of times that I've heard people say, yeah, I know God wants me to do this job. And then they run into hardship and they're three, four, five weeks later. And then they're like, well, no, you know, God wants me to move on. My time here is done. And it's like, this, God knows that this job that w- that I was hiring for is a certain time frame. It's not a four-week job. It's not a five-week job. Too many people, and I want you to hear me on this, too many people think that the moment things get difficult, that they're out of the will of God. You actually promise difficulty in life. Difficulty means it's a challenge. And difficulty actually means that you're improving. You're getting better. I look for difficult circumstances. I actually look to be able to put myself in a place to do something that I'm not good at so I can get better at it. Unless it's like skydiving, there's certain things that are just stupid, in my opinion. Things that, man, I'm going to have a glorified body in the next life and then I can do it. But to play around with that stuff now, bungee jumping, I'm not doing it. But to, to, to put yourself in a place to do something that challenges you so that you can improve And so I remember this defining moments and, you know, God has set up that in our lives, that there are these moments that if we have the right heart and we allow ourselves, even at the most difficult times, but to follow the leading of the Holy Ghost and do the right thing, that we'll have these moments that we grow exponentially from making the right decision. There's been many times where I've talked to a sales rep in my time as a manager and and they were on the verge of quitting. And we look back two years later and they're 
you know, they've got a job, they've got a, they're, uh, they're in the same thing, but they've made a job of it. They've made great money. They've grown as a person. They're in a great place with their walk with God. And it's because they made a decision when it was toughest to, uh, to do it the right way and to move forward, even though it was difficult. And so God sets these things up, these defining moments. You look at the life of Joshua and Caleb, then the 12 spies were sent in to the promised land and they encounter giants and they bring back grapes that they have to carry on their shoulders, the, the, the twigs like huge. And, and they go back and they start telling about everything that's amazing in the land. And then the 10 of the 12 spies, 10 of them say, but we can't beat these people. We can't, we can't go in and beat them. They're giants. We're just grasshoppers in their sight. And here's this moment where 10 people are saying, no, we can't. And you've got these two people who are going to, who are going to say something that looks difficult. Hey, I'm looking at a situation that looks bad for us, but I know the word of God says this. And not only that, I'm not yielding to peer pressure. It's easy to, to just go with what the crowd is saying. Yeah. Hey, we're going to go out to eat. Hey, we all decided we're going to this place. Hey, everyone's cool with going to Buffalo Wild Wings. If you get 10 people saying yes, you're probably, and you're one of the two, unless you're just an, a very outspoken person, you're probably going to be like, yeah, I guess that's fine. Like go along with it where these two people stood up and that becomes the moment that actually cost the other people their life and, and being able to make it into the promised land where Joshua and Caleb were, were able to, and the others weren't. But there's these defining moments that God has in your life. And they're moments that don't come every day. They aren't things that you're going to encounter every day, but these moments, and some of you may be in a place now where you're facing a difficult situation or you're facing something that's hard. You're in a, what you feel like is between a rock and a hard place. And, and you're almost like, I've had this picture of, of, of the door-to-door sales industry the summer especially we were working 60, 70 hours a week of doing this, this job and, and being this grindstone. Like this summer is this grindstone and I'm this gem that's being placed up against this grindstone and the grindstone is refining me and it's taken off all the impurities. And as long as my heart is right with God and I keep moving forward, even though it gets difficult, I know that there's going to be, um, there's going to be a reward on the other side. I'll give you another um, another story. I remember when I've, I've told the story about being overweight. I was 240 pounds. Man, I remember uh, I joined a gym, and I joined not to, to work out but to play basketball. I'd go down to LA Fitness and play basketball. 240 pounds, 245-ish pounds. And I remember playing basketball, and uh, my ankles were hurting, my knees were hurting, and I'm like 21 years old, ankle trouble, knee trouble, just carrying too much weight, like things starting to hurt too soon. And I remember, I, you know, we had as a we had watched um, Biggest Loser, that show, The Biggest Loser, and we would watch the show from time to time. But I remember where I was standing, close to the exit of LA Fitness, and I was standing there, looking at myself, unhappy with where I was at. I mean, I wasn't like fat shamed, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to be in better shape. I wanted to be in better shape for when I would get married. I wanted to be in better shape for my future wife. I want to be in better shape for my future knees. This thought crossed my mind, man, if I'm 21, I'm having knee issues now. This is going to be bad when I'm 80. And then this thought came, man, what if I dedicated myself like people do on The Biggest Loser? Some of them are losing 40, 50, 60 pounds in 40 days. What can I do? My life could be completely different in 40 days. If I could lose 40 pounds in 40 days, my life would be different. 200 pounds is a lot lighter than 40 pounds. You know those five pound, those five gallon things of water? That's 40 pounds. A gallon of water weighs, weighs, weighs eight pounds. 
and, and the difference of carrying that and that moment where I made a decision, you know what, I'd rather be unhappy and just straight ornery for 40 days and lose weight and have no pleasure in food for 40 days, but have the next number of years of my life be different and be better because of it. And that was that defining moment for me where I came up and it was at a time where I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with the way I looked. I wasn't happy with that. Sometimes we want to just, that's why people have to entertain themselves and they want to put their phones in front of them. They want to put TV in front of them. They want to distract themselves because there's something in their life that's bothered them for years or that you're in a, you're in a situation that's bothering you and there's a difficulty and there's a hardship and you want to just distract yourself out of it, but don't distract yourself out of it. I would see it so many times where, you know, sales reps would come back and they would have a tough day and I would pick them up and they'd be sitting on the curb playing Candy Crush and they and they didn't sell that day. And I was like, man, we're out here for 20 weeks and, and you could make, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70,000 a year in 20 weeks of just working, working hard. And you're distracting yourself because you've had a bad day. You're distracting yourself with video games. But these moments happen where you have to choose to dig deep and to push as hard as you can. And those are the moments where you see the most growth. There was another one where... Um, I remember another defining moment when I was called by God. This one wasn't a moment of digging deep. This is one that's marked me, I think, more than all of them, but is when I received my call to the ministry. But there was another one, too, when I was um, uh, eight years old, the first time, eight or nine, the first time I got touched by the presence of God. But these moments, these milestones that God puts there, and the reason they're there, there's a story in the Bible about when they crossed... Uh, through the water and, and they came up and they put memorial stones as they crossed over the Jordan River, the Jordan River parted, and they put up these memorial stones in the middle of the Jordan. And, uh, and it was something that when they go back that they could see uh, through the water, these giant stones that were there where they crossed over, memorial stones. For many of you, there's memorial stones that God has in your life, staggered throughout. Sometimes the, for some people, the darkest point in their life, their, the most difficult point in their life, but time where you can look back and see, I saw the hand of God. God, yes, there was something that was required of me. Yes, it was difficult on my part, but I saw the hand of God move mightily for me. And it's a memorial stone. It's a defining moment in your life. God puts those there as mile markers for you to look back and see the progress you made. God puts those there for you to say, the devil tries to make you feel like you've made no progress, like you're nothing. He tries to steal from your identity. Even if you've fallen in sin later on in your Christian walk, man, I made a big mistake. I was serving the Lord, I was doing this, but I fell in this this crazy sin. God doesn't want you living in a place of trying to get back to where you were with him. I'm going to say that again. God does not want you to try to get back to, to the relationship that you had with him. There was a time in my life where I was reading this book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. I was a third year Bible school student. I was right, right at 18 years old. And my relationship with the Holy Spirit was developing. And I would spend time alone with him. And I would go turn on music and just talk to the Holy Spirit. And I had this relationship where, with him that was developing. And then something happened. And I don't know what happened. And I don't. it wasn't a conscious decision. But a few weeks went by and a few months went by. And then I felt like I was like trying to get back this intimacy that I had lost with the Lord. And for years I tried to get back, but it like, it plagued me. And it was like, man, I'm just trying to get back to where I was. And one day I was sitting in my mom's kitchen and I was like, you know what? I said this, I'm really not where I should be with the Lord. I said, I'm not where I should be with the Lord. And a friend looked at me and said, Ryan, you may feel like you're not where you should be with the Lord, but you're right where you are. 
And what is the Lord asking from you today? And so that's what I want to say to you today. God doesn't want you living out of the past. You may be at the best place you've ever been with the Lord. And then awesome. Keep going. Keep serving the Lord. Keep the fire cranked up. But if you're living in a place of, man, I, I need to get back to where I was. That's not the, you aren't trying to get back. That was you years ago. You're a different person now. But where are you now? What is God asking? Do you love Jesus now? Are you serving him with your whole heart? Maybe there's small changes to make, but God doesn't want you living, working from behind, trying to get back somewhere. God wants you going from glory to glory. God gives you these mile markers. God gives you these defining moments as things that you can look back at and say, man, I'm, I'm grateful for those times. There's many others for me that happened, but where, where we see the hand of God, we see the difficult decision, the hand of God. Some of you might be in that valley of decision today, walking and looking and saying, man, there's, 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 a, there's a difficult decision. I feel like quitting. I feel like throwing in the towel. This is getting too tough. You're even, you're even second guessing, man, is this the will of God for my life? Someone could ask you a year ago, two years ago, is this the will of God for your life? And you would have been like, absolutely. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, but now that it's difficult, is this the will of God for my life? And the question needs to become, am I serving God with my whole heart? Someone, one of my pastors once said to me, uh, Pastor Eric, I was asking, I was talking to him and he said, listen, Ryan, you love the Lord too much. You're not going to miss his voice. And that so encouraged me because, man, if I, if I can hear the voice of God, that's the most precious thing that I have to know that I'm walking in line with the voice of God, that I haven't missed it, that he, he's, my heart is open for him to lead me at all times. So I want to say that to you. Focus your eyes on loving God, serving him. Look at where he's brought you from and know that you're not going to miss it. He's going to lead you. Hang on. There's sometimes times where you're just hanging on for dear life, but know that these are the times. Don't look to avoid the difficult times. These are the ones that build the most character. I love you. I'm with you. I'm for you. Thank you for being a listener. This is a dream for me. This is awesome. You don't know how good it is for me to to be able to do these podcasts every day and minister and, and have people reach out to us and say, thank you for doing them. They meant a lot to me. I, we hear these second string testimonies. Hey, my cousin's cousin or my friend cousin's friend got through this bad relationship because of this podcast or really helped them in this area of their life. So thank you. If you have a testimony, if you have something to share, we'd love to hear from you on Instagram, uh, Ryan Yasta, Christy Yasta. We love you so much. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon.